0: brand rising everyone I like into life and coffee got my coffee here so yummo so I've been doing it just totally black with no creamer no coconut no almond just some cinnamon cardamom a little bit of stevia (laughs) so there you go there's I have my coffee Um, okay so let's get started Um, yesterday I was talking about You know, what's happening in the world. And, you know, I personally am sort of reconstructing my life. And I uh, was talking about that yesterday. So, where are you guys in terms of reconstructing your life? What does that look like? We are in a what they call post pandemic, right? Where um, everything, um, I mean, the whirlwind that we went through for the past two years, right? Everything shifted, changed. Um, I think there was a lot of um covert things that became over right things that we didn't necessarily think of or see in the past started to surface and we can see it for what it was and we had a lot of people friends family acquaintances um disconnect or people say you know i'm not talking to these people anymore so we went through what we call like a huge transformation um, and we could say it was a tower event um, and but I like good morning I don't know who that is uh, say good morning so I know who that is um, that we um, went through this huge transformation and um, what my friend would call the res- a resurrection right It was a resurrection in terms of us really identifying who we are and what makes us happy, what drives us. Now we're in this sort of post, pandemic. And, and I think there's still a lot of trauma, P- PTSD for some people, um, and just changes in their life. Now, nobody got away from the change. Hey, Linga, how are you? I <laughs> you know I've been trying to connect. Um, nobody got away from the changes that occurred, right? Um, and what happened? I know I've been off for like a long time. I took like three weeks off, which is the longest in four years that I've taken off. Um, pretty crazy. And I was saying yesterday, you know, sometimes I'm just like, you know, why am I doing this? Right? Because I am, uh, I'm going to relax and listen. Peace, girl. <laughs> okay. Because so I was trying to figure out, like, am I making a difference? Does it even matter? Why am I doing this? Right? And we go through that, I think, all the time. And so what I'm speaking to is that post understanding, right? Where are we now? Nobody escaped the craziness, no one um, that we just recently went through. Um, there was growing pains for everybody in all levels at every place in every walks of life. Um, maybe perhaps the only ones that maybe didn't feel it are people who are still untouched by society or by our society or by capitalist society or by whatever you want to call it, um, are controlling governments or whatever. And, but everybody did. And now we're on the opposite end of this. Now, I don't know if you're feeling the transformation and if you're feeling the shift, new energy. If you were able to get through that spiritual warfare, that spiritual battle, then where are you now? We are where we need to be to evolve. Exactly. Stimulus is the biggest driver of advances. uh, um, uh, Correct. I don't know what I'm just trying to say. Yesterday I was on it. Some days I'm not. That's the way it works, right? So we are at the opposite end of that, or the other end of that, where we've gone through sort of the spiritual warfare. It was a spiritual battle that we all went through um, and continue to go through. And so those who were able to kind of get through the murk and come out the other end, what, what's arising new? Now, I can tell you for myself, I have undergone, and this is why I took three weeks off, a huge transformation in my life that's beyond my own understanding. You see, these things that happen are beyond our own understanding. We don't know what we don't know. And sometimes when we think we know, um, no, life throws us another curveball where we don't know. And during the pandemic, nobody knew. Nobody knew what was going on. That's the result of chaos. Um, We can predict chaos, but we can't predict the outcome of chaos or what the chaos is going to look like. Um, we can even prove this mathematically. If you look at equations, um, you know, when they talk about unpredictability, there is unpredictability in chaos. We don't typically know what's going to happen or the result of it, but we do know that we're going through it. So we're sort of coming out of the chaos and we're starting to arise something new. Everybody's looking at life through sort of this new lens, this new way of understanding. Now, in my time during this, Um, what was going on, right, is a spiritual transformation, is the transformation of the psyche, the reprogramming of the psyche, the understanding of these bigger patterns that sort of circulate within our life and in the narrative within our life. So you having the ability to understand that is going to set you a little bit ahead of the game. It's going to have you understand where you are. It's going to give you some clarity. It's going to give you some drive and some purpose to see how to move forward. Part of this, and we did this back in, you know, well, the aboriginals, right? Lingo, you know, they, they did a lot of this stuff that um, we're trying to reach back to, which is the dream world and understanding myth and understanding how these um, things that we don't really understand play a big, huge role in our life how do they play a role? Well, they do play a role and they play a role now. Okay. Um, and so how do they play a role? Well, we literally have taken it out of society, right? Everything has become scientific and we know this. And what happened is we almost felt like we were in this weird ass dream. I mean, I don't know how you guys felt going through that whole pandemic thing. It felt like we we're in a nightmare um, and couldn't get out. It was like, what is this? We We weren't, used to it. I mean, things just went crazy. Well, now we're coming out of that nightmare. And we don't, most people don't have anything to equate it to. Well, typically back in, you know, historical times or back in when the ancestors were actually connected to the earth, they would utilize dreams and they would utilize mythology. And they would use that as a creative potential to understand where they were in a, in a narrative, in a storyline, in a, if you want to call it archetypal patterning, um, a motif, whatever, however you would like to describe it is where it was. Okay. Hey, Blue Rock, how are you? So we, and for me, looking at what myths are circulating within my life. And when I have the language to equate to these myths, it's easier for me to understand how to navigate them and what might come next so here's what happened for me i completely right found who i was in a particular mythology to describe what was happening in a in my subconscious mind okay meaning that there were latent hidden things in my subconscious mind that i wasn't aware of until I reprogram my mind through the pandemic. Now, part of the pandemic, um, and I'm going to speak about myself. You guys are always, um, you guys can chime in at any time, right? I don't know your stories, so obviously can't talk on behalf of your stories, but I can tell you mine. And the story is, I literally cut off all the people in my life. Everyone, pretty much, except for a few friends, right? Um, And the biggest thing that I cut off was my family, which is the hardest thing to do now you can go to what we call the there's a book called the stellar man if you guys haven't read it I would highly recommend reading it um, and the stellar man does talk about the different programs that are running one of them being family which is the hardest and I think I've talked about it before now when I when I thought about it prior I was like oh, I've got through that programming no I didn't you see this is what an alchemist does they they don't just say they know it and stop. They continue to search, and then boom! All of a sudden, they're recognizing that oh yeah, you thought you had it, but you didn't quite have it. So you become the fool again, right? Now what happened is a whole total neural rewiring. Now you can rewire your neural programming, but it takes a lot of work and it's not easy. And guess what? Either one's uncomfortable. Staying in your old programming's uncomfortable. Getting out of your old programming is uncomfortable. Neither one is comfortable. You just got to choose what's best for you. But what I can tell you is if you stay within the uncomfortable of your old programming, you never get to grow. You won't grow. Now, I don't want to say you're going to level up in consciousness. I do not like that word. I don't think it's correct. I think you expand or contract consciousness. Okay. Um, And this is my idea. Um, So don't think that Scientists are saying it this way. They don't. They call it levels of consciousness. And I don't agree with that. Um, and perhaps when I get my PhD, that's something that I'll fight to say I don't believe it works that way. I don't think we have a level of consciousness. Consciousness just is, it either contracts or can expands. Okay. So just so you know, disclaimer there. <laughs> so we expand our consciousness. And what we do is we sort of grow our neuroplasticity right even in our brain things change they rewire we see things differently well the programming right you have to step outside of it in order to rewire and you have to allow that space between the two not that my family's bad they're beautiful people i love them all but for me it was no longer working and what was the result of that well it came from, first, the whole COVID, the pandemic. It changed the, the very nature of everybody. It was pretty interesting, right? COVID really affected a lot of people's families. It did. It's for a good reason, though. If people were able to move through it, if they were spiritual alchemists, they would understand that it was a good thing, not a bad thing. <clears throat> Why? Because the growth potential that comes from understanding the disconnection and the boundaries that you set with individuals. Not easy, because who's to say, hey, you know, who's going to say, I'm going to set a boundary with my mom or my dad or my sisters or my, you know, cut myself off completely. Well, you know what? Let's look at all of in ancient history. When we look at all these sages, when we look at these gurus, when we look at these prophets, they all did that. They left. They didn't stay. And they left because that programming is very, very deeply rooted within us. We don't even realize it. And why? Because we had caretakers. We would not be here today if we didn't have our caretakers. We wouldn't survive. A child can't survive without a caretaker. So, so right, as, as mammals, right, <laughs> that's, way, that's the way we exist. We, early in our years, we really need that, that parenting. We need someone to feed us. We can't feed ourselves, you know, we would die. So we do, and that part of our programming. And, and it does set the stage for how our neural wiring is, is creative. So to shift the neural programming, we have to be able to recognize it and step away from it. And it's not easy. So that's what I did. And that's what i've done and it's been a hard year for me because i've been close to my family my whole life and i haven't even talked about it because um i wasn't ready wasn't ready to talk about not talking to my family wasn't ready to talk about you know why i disconnected from them but i am now why because i went through my own healing and i understand why it needed to happen now i do and in that time frame Right. In in being in a master's program, I was able to, ver- to assess and understand sort of the myth that was playing out within my family. And we we call this archetypal patterning. Now, many myths are going to play out, but there was a specific myth that helped me to understand kind of what was happening in my life, what I was experiencing. So it gives me language. It gives me symbol. It gives me creativity. And it allows me to sort of accept where I'm at and it also gives me an idea of what may come next in my life in my storyline in my narrative so the same for you now going back to these myths and going back to all of this stuff to understand where you are well why does it who cares why do we do this guess what they used to do this in ancient times this is something they took away from us this is something they don't want us to know they don't want us to do this work because if we do we reclaim ourselves right? We reclaim our anatomy, we become this independent standalone author of our life, and that's not necessarily what they want. They want us to follow their narratives they want us they want to tell us who we are you know you're you're a dad and a mom, and you're a nine to fiver that's what they want us to believe, and you're not you're so much more than that you're um a product of your environment, you're a product of your family. well, that may be true but guess what? You can reprogram that in your mind. People are constantly talking about reprogramming all of this stuff. And what they don't realize is that the reprogramming takes courage. It takes a warrior. It takes someone really standing up for who they are. Um, not just giving in to everything, but saying, "I this is a no, and this is why it's a no. And that's it. That's that there's no compromise in it because I know who I am. So you're gonna get, try to get me to do something that I'm not comfortable with, the answer is no, period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, but you have to know who you are and you have to be able to set those boundaries. Now it's hard because we wanna be liked. It's not easy to step away from family. Do you realize that I literally have, was so close to my family, in fact, speak to them daily. To zero communication at all. That hasn't been easy. That's not an easy thing to do. But what did I find? I found myself. And and I had always thought that I knew myself, right? But did I? And the answer is no. And that is the life of an alchemist. We're constantly rediscovering ourselves over and over and over again. It's not like, hey, Natalie has all the answers. She knows da 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 da. That's bullshit. If someone says, "I know who I am," I'm like, "Are you sure?" You might know who you are in this moment, but the next moment, you might be somebody totally different. And we shift and change as we go through these myths. So there was a myth, and the way that I came upon it. So if you guys are interested in like trying to do this work to understand it. You know, go read some of the myths. Now, Greek mythology is like the biggest one, right? That's the one everybody typically goes to. But there's myths all across nations, time, space. You know, you have Native American, right? Where I come from, New Mexico. They have their mythology as well. And you can tap into those mythologies and ask what resonates with you. And start to self-discover. Who am I in the myth story? Who am I in this hero's journey? And as you do that, you can start to say, oh, look, um, (laughs) it's even harder being a Gemini. I'm ruled by two idiots. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So that's another piece. That's like another way to look at mythologies through astrology. That's why we have it. It gives us kind of an idea of how to navigate our personality, our internal world to understand ourselves a little better, right? It gives us the language. It gives us the symbols. It gives us the ability to communicate it because we get to and we need to and that's why we used to have storytellers for me i would say i'm a storyteller if i that's what i do i tell stories right and that storytelling is is critical part of of any kind of culture and of course ancient cultures used to do storytelling they'd sit around they even would do dancing to storytell they did drumming they did singing and so you can tap into your own way of storytelling. I'm the one who sits around and says, "Okay, on the rainy night, da da da,", da and then I tell my story. So it's a story, and and we all have one. But the, the stories that were written in the past are really good way a uh, good place to start to understand where you are, and to untangle. So as I've got went through my storyline, right, and there's a lot of things that I realized. Okay. And number one, it's you have to take full responsibility. Hey, bestie. Hi, bestie. You have to take responsibility for who you are in the narrative. Because I didn't take responsibility. I didn't know. I didn't know. Okay? When I would equate myself to any kind of myth or something like that, I would always say, Oh, I'm Aphrodite. Or, you know, I'm, uh, because Venus is my ruler. I'm a Taurus and Venus and I love da-da-da and I love to eat nice things and you know, it's all pleasure stuff. Right. And I'm like, I'm totally, that's like, I'm Aphrodite. Then I'd be like, well, and then I'm also kind of like the Buddha sense where I'm like love and peace. And, you know, so you have all these different characters running through you. It's not just one. Um, but I thought I knew. And the reality is, is once I went through this narrative, um, and myth story, um, I was like, I'm not that, that character. I'm a different character. And then I realized, no, I was in fact, the character that I said I wasn't. And what did that do? It opened up my eyes and then everything started to click. And I started here's how the neuro reprogramming happened in my mind. I started to get flashbacks of when I was a kid and the interconnection to the myth and how that myth was playing out throughout my life and how each character started to play out. And I said, oh, my God, everything just makes sense now. Everything clicked. Now, what does that mean? Well, the myth character at the end of my story dies. <laughs> so I said, okay, so what does that mean? I'm going to die? I told my professor I'm going to die. She's like, well, no, you can rechange the myth, right? But here's the deal. I went through a spiritual death, and that's what I'm going through. And that's why I went silent for so long, because literally I'm going through a spiritual death because a reprogramming has to be rebirthed. Well, what's the new programming? I That's yet to be determined. So in that reprogramming, I get to do the things that I love and I'm set free. I'm free from my family's programming at this point. Now, mentally, not always, right? It's still subconsciously there, but I no longer have their influence in my life telling me who I should be or what I should be. I don't hear them. I'm not talking to them. I cut them off, not because they're bad, but because I needed to grow. Difference. And so as I do that, I'm starting to rewire and I'm like, okay, now who am I? Who am I in this phase of my life? So you guys can do that. Now it's scary as hell and it's not easy. And in fact, most people won't do it because it's scary. It's not, it's not fun this is not fun stuff right it's not fun for everybody to be hey let's just cut off everybody we know we we tend to want to hold on to relationships especially toxic ones sometimes that are not even good for us and we'll hold on to them and they're not even good let go of the toxic relationships it's not as easy so letting go of those relationships particularly family helps you to grow but not letting go in terms of they're bad and no, 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 but working on yourself. Because I can sit there and point fingers at them all day long if I wanted to. That's not going to help me grow. No, rather I look at myself and say, well, who am I in this storyline? How am I responsible? How did I impact the way my relationships turned out? What was it in my psyche that created those interconnections with the people that I love? Oh, now I get it. Now I get it. And perhaps I will share what the mystery is one day. Probably soon, because you already know me. I can't keep a mouth shut. And also, hopefully, it's beneficial for others to understand how it plays out and what myths play out and my whole entire story and and how it played out. But right now, I'm not ready for that. Um, And you know and but I will be so there are things I don't share everything there So, you know, I don't tell you guys every single thing. (laughs) I just tell you a lot of things (laughs) Um, But you guys have the opportunity to do that and I highly encourage that you um, Start to look into some of these myths and even if you like I know that Linga, I don't know the rock You know what you do and I don't I think I don't know if Betsy's on here or whoever's on here what you go to your your people like the aboriginal people, the people still practice these things, these ceremonies and ask them, you know, can I be part of the ceremony or you can go online and check too. I mean, there's no right, wrong way to do it. Right. Um, you know, my people, (laughs) yeah, you know, people that are, are versed in this kind of stuff. I'm from South Africa, South America and the way I said Africa, South America. Um, I know so go into the native tribes or go or if if you can't go to ceremony like um you know like us here in new Mexico, is very easy we have a lot of native cultures still doing a lot of these ceremonies um but if not start reading online kind of look at the myth structures what one resonates with you you can go back to your ancestral heritage your lineage and say you know what part of my lineage did this uh, storytelling stuff, look at the narratives, look at the different um, motifs of archetypal patterning, and then say, what do I relate to? And how am I in that storyline? And who am I? Uh, I'm Christian by choice. They do seem like they have some great parties. (laughs) Okay. So even in Christianity, right? You can look at those um, in Christianity, they have stories. And it's the same thing you can say well who am i in this storyline right they have many characters that they talk about in in the bible as well so it's not just one right it's not oh this one or that one it's whatever resonates with you and that resonance and then look at it and say okay because i feel that i'm this character how does that life get played out and you'll know you'll have kind of an idea right these these energies patterns kind of repeat themselves in a way this is very deep shadow work, so I wouldn't say just go jump into it unless you're ready to like have a tr- huge transformation in your life. But here's what I can tell you is the result, and it ends up good. And that's why I'm telling you this, because <clears throat> it's only going to help you. It's not comfortable while you're doing it. I've changed my entire um, perspective on life and what I want to do. I'm starting to get closer to what where I find joy. The joy is exuding or where joy actually flows from out of me into what I'm doing because I feel good because it aligns with me and starting to say no to everything that is not that, which is not something I would do in the past. I'd say yes to everything. (laughs) I said yes to everything because I didn't know, I didn't know, but now I've reclaimed a piece of myself and now I'm starting to trust myself. That's another big thing is that I'm learning to trust me. Where in the past, I would thought I was trusting myself, but really I was getting the opinions of everybody and then coming up with a decision, but I needed somebody to give me feedback before I made a choice. Now I don't need that. I'm making my choices without the feedback. I'm hearing the feedback from internal, from within me, from my heart. What does my heart say? And then I trust that and I go with it. What, what's happened in the meanwhile, I have I'm changing my career completely. I'm, I'm shifting gears into a whole new world of joy. I am hanging. I got a new um, job that I'm working at with people that I love. And these people love me and they treat me well, right? Now, is it a nine to five job? No, because that's not what I want. I don't want to live in nine to five. Okay. What I'm doing is I, I created a new opportunity arose for me to have exactly what I declared. What did I declare? Flexibility. Openness, working in an environment with people who respect me, value me, who I respect and value, doing something I love. And guess what? I got all of it. Why? Well, because I had to do the work and I had to trust myself and I had to trust God, right? I had to trust the universe was going to provide that and to be patient and it showed up. But it took me going through all this shit. <laughs> it wasn't easy. And I do this all the time. Now, I think. I I deconstruct and reconstruct my life all the time. I'm never just one place all the time. That's not me. And I'm not saying that you can't be that way, right? Obviously, it's your life. If you're like, I need structure, I need this one place all the time. I'm not like that. And, but I grow every time I grow into something different. And this time it's bigger. It's bigger because I've released the programming from my family. And I'm now trusting my own programming, reprogramming what is true to me. Now, is there resonance of my family there? Absolutely. It's always going to be there, right? It's almost like I think I don't know how computers work. You guys might know. Give me say if I'm right or wrong. But we take out, we install programs, but and we sometimes we take them out. But there's still resonance of the programming in there. I don't think we really get rid of all of it. There's still pieces of it there and that's okay that makes me who i am too but i'm trusting myself i'm trusting what i'm doing and i'm loving what i'm doing now and it's a different feeling i have a different sort of joy and pleasure in my heart that reprogramming also will reconstruct my physiological body your body starts to reshape because your neural programming has a lot to do with your hormonal patterning and with how your body shapes and hormones kind of are what shape the body right hormones are pretty powerful and that's equates to our chakra system so it's all interconnected and this is how we reprogram ourselves. you don't need to go people think they need to do all this stuff no there's a way to reprogram yourself and that's by setting boundaries Cutting off the programming completely, listening to your internal self and what makes you happy. Okay. So, so there you have it. It was hard the first time I used to judge a lot, but I've backed off from judging as of late. Oh, good. And we all do, right? Judgment. So that's another thing. It's I'm glad that you recognize that because the judgment, right, is part of part of what we do. Judging is <laughs> we can't get away from it. And that's okay. We need to have some judgment, but it's recognizing it. And that's what's awesome, right? It's recognizing the judgment. And, and sometimes we judge when we don't really need to be judging. Um, but there's times that we need to kind of judge or assess or discern or understand our environments, right? We don't want to necessarily put ourselves in situations that are not good. I choose to judge my own path. That's awesome. There you go. And that and that's that's awesome. That's and that's part of reprogramming, right? That's that's a piece of it. That's a piece of reprogramming, like looking at those judgments that we have on individuals. So for me, um, to sum it all up, I am on a new path. Uh, my main focus is health and wellness because I love to work out and I love to lift and I love kung fu and I love eating healthy and that's what I want to focus on completely. Like that's. You know, and then second, our part of that is education and nerding out to stuff and reading and of course, doing my master's program and eventually getting to a PhD and, you know, I'm not trying to rush it. I don't really, it's not like my PhD is something that I want to do for myself and it doesn't have to happen overnight. Um, yeah, I get tired of telling people what to do. Yeah, you don't have to tell people. And that's the thing. You can't, right? You can't change people. You tell, and, you know, and not only that, if they don't want to do it and you're forcing them, it just causes more pain, suffering on you because they're not going to do it. And then you're the one who upset upset about it. Um, but it's not easy. But you will start to see, and I'm even seeing, um, most people don't listen anyway. It's very true. They don't. <laughs> they're just going to follow their own path. And they should. They should be following their own path. Um, but with this reprogramming, this rewiring and me, you'll see physiological changes in me. It's pretty kind of pretty phenomenal, to be honest with you. I'm already seeing a transformation in my face. I can tell a difference in my face. I'll start seeing it in my body. It's pretty, it's pretty wild how this works. Um, and I did post a picture on my personal Facebook the other day and my Instagram, not my spirit and coffee Instagram, but my personal Instagram, um, where I was sick to where I was healthy and I look like two different people. So when you reprogram yourself, you start to look differently. It's pretty wild, actually. You just go back on pictures and you can look at yourself and see how you change over time. Um. You start to become more vibrant when you're when you're aligning yourself with things you love, obviously. Um, but I can already see in my face a difference. I can already see it. Um, so as long as you don't slip up, I know I'm doing good. Yes. Yeah, and even if you do slip, um, there's a couple of things. Uh, just one more thing, Lurac. I worked in tobacco prevention for quite some time, and we call them slips, right? When people go back to smoking, the slip is not a bad thing. Everybody slips. And it's recognizing the slip and re-getting back into it, right? So if we slip, we just notice it and then we correct quickly. Now, don't relapse. Relapse is a different thing from slipping, right? A slip and a relapse are two different things. There's a distinction there. The slip up is like like, okay, I had one cigarette, not that you're smoking cigarettes, but I used to, like I said, I did tobacco prevention. It was like, I have, oh, I did one, I smoked a cigarette and then that's it. And then I went back and I didn't smoke again. And people will say that was a relapse. It's not a relapse is like, oh, I smoked one cigarette. Now I'm going to go have a whole pack. I already messed up. Why not have the whole pack? No. So, you know, that happens, right? So slip ups are okay. Just recognize and re and then course correct or correct yourself again. So that you're on the path that you feel is most aligned with what you want to do. Okay. So um I smoke and it's only my fault. It's my only fault. Oh, yeah, smoking is a big one. So I didn't know you smoked, but that's because I do tobacco prevention. So if you ever wanna quit, there you go. <laughs> um, but slips do happen and 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 that's part of life. Okay. Sometimes the changes can be uncomfortable, but they're not necessarily bad because The benefits outweigh the discomfort. That's right. That's true. I used to say yes to everything because I don't want to disappoint anyone. But everyone isn't always right. That's right as well. Um, You don't have to say yes to everything and that. I think that's the biggest, hardest thing for people to do, okay, is to say no. (laughs) It's okay to say no okay to say that's not me and people are gonna get pissed you know it does and that's what we're afraid of we're afraid of the feedback we're gonna get if we say no oh let me just make them comfortable by saying yes but really we're uncomfortable no we set the boundaries we set the stages for ourselves. no the answer is just no and no it's not good for me it's not right for me I don't agree I'm not gonna do it Um, and that's hard for most people but you know staying authentic to yourself is not always um easy for people to accept either they say they want authenticity and then when you are they're like maybe i don't <laughs> just put on some fake shit for me so <laughs> and it's hard cuz i you know i'm i'm staying more true to myself than ever before and it, you know it might piss people off and that's okay again i'm not everybody's cup of coffee not every buddy's cup of tea and that's i'm not trying to be <laughs> um but I love people, and I love them, and I want them to live their best. I'm not mad at them, you know. I ain't mad at you for it. <laughs> I'm going to love you anyway, and you're going to love me. We just got to live at a distance, and that's quite all right. <laughs> um, so there you have it. Um, you guys have a fantastical day. Of course, I'll be seeing you tomorrow. My friend is going to get on tomorrow. She do a little reading for us. It's pretty awesome. Um, she's part of my program, and such a sweet, sweetheart. Um, good-hearted person. She does astrology, she knows about she's always posting about like solar flares and she knows what's happening in the cosmos and stuff like that. Pretty cool. Um and so she'll be on tomorrow. So hopefully you guys make it um and you can hear from her. And so there you go. I love you guys. Have the most beautiful Tuesday ever and of course I will be seeing y'all tomorrow. Bye-bye.